It is Wednesday, April 7th, 2021, here with your live show. We're live seven days a week, 365 days a year. Of course, uh, our best bets always over at the premium area. Can't see. This is a problem. But uh, we'll figure it out real quickly. There we go. That's why I'm... There we go. Anyways, we got uh, NBA action, Major League Baseball action, and uh, I don't know if there's NHL or not, but we'll figure it out along the way. Let me bring the guys in. We got uh, everyone backwards today. Fix this. And we'll get rolling. Got a lot of ground to cover. So I, I missed that Orioles pick yesterday. They didn't get out of the box. They played well in the first uh, inning. So. <laughs> Didn't exactly pay my uh, reverse run line there. But uh, so be it. I'd rather take the shots. Um, you miss 100% of the shots you never take. And uh, certainly there was zero value on the, on the Yankees there. So, of course, nothing ever wrong with cashing a ticket. But just not my style of bet. It will never be. Anyways, got uh, NBA action today. These guys are just full of chat. We got NBA action. Uh, got the uh, Pacers, Timberwolves, the Magic, Wizards, Celtics, Knicks, and Nets, Pelicans. Brian, any of these? Yeah, I really love the Timberwolves. Easily could have been a premium play. Pacers off that beat down the Bulls gave them, where Chicago definitely showed themselves as the better team. I think Minnesota can come in here off a day's rest and take it to a Pacers team that's just looked lifeless. So take Minnesota plus the two points. Sprinkle a little bit of extra on that plus 110 money line. Rod? Uh, for me, I'm going to go with uh, the Knicks and the Celtics to go uh, under the total. Uh, both these teams are slow pace of play. Uh, they're going to lead to an under. I think first team to 100 wins this game, if they even get to 100. Uh, I also lean the Knicks as well. So I like the Knicks plus the points and the under in that one. Could I insert another pick yet that I missed? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go a little square and take the Boston Celtics here at minus the three. They got beat by the Knicks by 30 points last time, these two teams. Man, I know the Celtics are on a back-to-back after that easy Sixers win yesterday, but I think Boston shows up and, and covers the spread here. Just uh, Usually when teams lose by like 30 points, I usually like to, uh, to take them then the next time those teams meet up. So I'll take Boston and lay the points here. I really don't like any of these games, to be honest with you. This is like the worst part of the worst card. Um, I don't know. I can make a case either way. The Knicks-Celtics. The Celtics, it's kind of like um, the action of the line makes you think that, you know, maybe the Celtics are a play, but their play on the court is just so pathetic that it's really hard to back them. So I'd ra- there's other places I'd rather be. Um, you know, the same thing with the Wizards. It's like, you know, the Magic are just terrible, and they're a good cover team. You know, they're... They've been covering the spread like no one's business, but they've been getting a lot bigger number than this. And at the same time, you know, the Wizards, it's like one night uh, one night they, they score 140 points, the next night they score 40. Which Wizards are going to show up? Like I said, just other places I'd rather be than, um, than these games um, in the early set. You've got the Hawks and the Grizzlies, the Thunder and the Hornets, the Rockets and the Mavericks. The Spurs and the Nuggets and the Suns and the Jazz in the feature game of the night. Brian, any of these five? Yeah, I'm going to take the Atlanta Hawks and lay the lay the two, two and a half, three points here. I, I just think Atlanta at home has been uh, uh, very good this season. Memphis is playing better lately, but they're usually typically a 500 team, and uh, they're a couple games over 500, so now it's time for them to lose about two, two in a row. Uh, and then the other game I like is the Pelicans plus the points against the Nets. I, uh, I like to fade the Nets. And Pelicans, though, have looked heartless. But I just think nine is a bit too much against the Nets. 
Kevin Durant back in the lineup for the Nets. It's going to be, I think it's like you saw the pressure on the line with Durant coming back. And then, you know, other people saying, wow, man, it's too much in the line. But, uh, you know, Harden out, Durant back, and it's like all the other stars. I don't know, man. The Pelicans are so banged up. It's just, once again, super tough game. There's just other places for me to be. Rod? Uh, for me, in the, in the, in the Nets and Pelicans, I'm going to take the over. Uh, I don't think they're going to play a whole lot of defense in that one. Uh, I like the over 231. That thing hasn't budged an, an inch, so uh, they're happy where that is. I like the over. Uh, no defense in that one. Kevin Durant's return. And uh, Grizzlies and the Hawks, I like under the total. The Hawks have been uh, playing some pretty good defense lately. Uh, so I like the under 229 in that one. it and 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 dallas it's like yeah it looks like a layup the way they've been playing and the rockets have been playing but i just i can't do that i i lead the mavericks blow out the rockets but i don't know i can't can't get there all right because we've seen that we've seen the rockets show up and play and get some covers it's they're they're so up and down so no i can't do it so it's no pick is that what it is? There's no pick, pick for me there, but I lead. I lead the Mavericks in that well, one. It's either a pick I, or it's uh, not a pick. It's like you can't say, "Well, uh, I told you the Mavericks are going." What about it's the Thunder like, Buddies there plus the five and a half? That kind of looks a little tempting. You want it or you don't want it? Because I'm writing everything down now. I'm just gonna keep. Uh oh. Because I'm keeping track. Well, I'm. It's like uh, at the end of the show. It's like a recap. It's the way we used to always do it. Yeah. It's just a recap at the end, and it's like it's just a better wrap up than. You guys sitting there saying nothing, kind of like looking for words. So, what's uh, what do, what do we got? You taking the Pelicans or the or, or the, okay? Uh, we're taking thunder? the Mavericks. We'll take the Mavericks. The Thunder. We'll take the. <clears throat> no, I'm not taking the Thunder. No, Brian. Brian's taking the. Thunder. Yeah, yeah. I I think we're gonna do a a, a small little hundred dollar play on the Thunder. They look interesting to me here. They lost by thirty, I think, to the Pistons. I think they bounced back. I like the jazz in the I like the jazz in the big game here against the Suns, the feature game of the night. I know most of the action here is on the Suns and you know it, it just seems like that that's the sharper play, but I think at the same time that the uh that the Jazz are the better team. And I think we're at a point and a half, at three and a half, eh, you know, probably not so much. At one and a half, definitely I like the Jazz here. I think that they're, like I said, they're just the better team. They have experience in these kind of games, and I think that experience is highly under underrated. Um, so I'm going to take the Jazz in that one. The Hornets and the Thunder, the Thunder are just so bad, man. It's like the Hornets have not been playing their best basketball, but when you look at the playoff standings, the Hornets are right in the thick of things in the East and the, th- and the Thunder are out of it. So I'm going to go with the Hornets in that one. I just think in this last month of the season or so, um, this is when games are more meaningful and you see the teams that are kind of playing for next year and the teams that are p- kind of playing for this year. And I think the Hornets are playing for this year. So I'm going to take them in that spot. Brian, you have anything for sale today? Yeah. You know what? My baseball has been off to a brutal start, but my NBA, I've hit 10 straight NBA premium picks, 10-0. and 0. Uh, So if you want my best overall play today, pick up my 10 star NBA Wednesday after hours uh, winner uh, for 30 bucks at pickdogs.com. Or you can get all three of my plays. It's, two ML, it's a one MLB, one NBA, one NHL for $40 at pickdogs.com for your picks. Right. And for me, I've got, uh, I got a wealthy Wednesday five pack. Uh, we swept the NBA yesterday. NBA, MLB is off to a great start. Uh, I've got two NBA. Two MLB today and one NHL over available at uh, Pink Dogs Premium. Jump aboard this five pack. We're going to crush the books with it. Love today's caption. Got a five pack of MLB for the afternoon session. And then I'm going to have a three pack NBA for tonight. That's it. We have our our YouTube premium. uh, Hopefully YouTube fix our statistics soon so we can get our subscriber count correct. I know it's a lot higher than this. 
it's odd that all the baseball's in the afternoon today. Well, it's just it's just that time of year. It's also moving day, so you know tomorrow. So it's like you know it's just Thursday's always moving day with the lighter schedule and you know, the teams moving, and so it's kind of get out of town days and all of that stuff. So that's why they do it. But it's it's pretty typical. But we do have a lot of Major League Baseball action here. Um, like Brian, I'm not, not off to my best start. That's for sure, not even close. But uh, the beauty of baseball is it's a long it's a long season, and you know I've had slow starts before, and I've had Julys where like I haven't missed a game. You know, Junes and Julys where I haven't missed like it's like one every three days I lose. So it's like not too concerned, but I don't want to dig my. I don't want. It's not. It's not that I want to dig myself in a hole too deep here either. I think part of the problem is that the numbers, you know, you don't have the numbers to work with, and the bullpens are just killing me. It's like I'm in position to win every single game. I, I, it's rare that I've been in, in, not even in position in a game. Like maybe that Orioles game, but that wasn't a premium pick. But it's like almost every single game I've lost, my team has had the lead. You know, it's like every single one. My team has been in the lead in the game and lost. So I could see, um, I could, I could see it. I mean, the, you know, like the Rays were up, the, the Rays were up by two in the ninth inning yesterday and lost. Right? The, uh, you know, the Giants were up against the Padres. They lost. The the Rockies, I mean, had every chance against the Diamondbacks. They. Had, Guys on second and third in extra innings with one out and couldn't get the run home. You know, it was, I mean, that's, it's, that's, that's baseball. But without numbers, very, very hard to handicap those probabilities, you know. Well, the Marlins keep on losing for me. Atlanta Braves lost late to the Nationals. So that... The Marlins had the lead also and let it get away. So that's another let it get away. You know? Yeah. The, you know, the Braves are just... The Braves will find themselves, but we're just going to get better prices on them later is really the way that that's going to work. But speaking about prices, there's some big prices out there today. I haven't stuck to my strategy either. I mean, I'm, it's my own fault you know, for baseball. I'm not going to sit here and make excuses. I know whose fault it is, and I know why. You know, It's like normally I say I'm going to take only dogs, and I haven't done it, and I paid the price you know, for it. So uh, we got the Washington Nationals and the Braves game one of a doubleheader. Eric Fetty and Max Fried. Then we go to Cincinnati. Louis Castillo looking to bounce back from that opening day debacle against the Pirates. Got Matthew Boyd looking to ride the wave of his opening day start against Kenta Maeda, who has had tremendous career success against the Tigers. Then you got the Twins against the Royals. Shane Baby, 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 Bieber up against uh, Jacob Junis. Still with the varsity. And then you got uh, the Red Sox and the Rays. Uh, the Rays looking to avoid the sweep at Fenway. Brian, any of these five? Yeah, Luis Castillo got blown up in his first start with the Reds this year. Now he's laying minus 210. I think the play there is to take the plus one and a half in the Pirates. I think it's a one run. I Reds crushed him yesterday, but I, I think the Pirates uh, put up a fight in this one. And then... Boy, that's uh, I, I can't resist taking Boyd. Uh, the line opened up at around one, minus 185 or so. Now it's down about 10 cents. Uh, Twins are the better team. They had a better starting pitcher, but Tigers won yesterday, and this line just is, is looking, screaming to me to take the Tigers, and I can't resist a good Boyd bet, so I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I'm with you. Give me, uh, give me Boyd again. I'll take the Tigers. When we had him uh, the first time he was up, so uh, let's go right back to him again. I think he's got a good shot on that one. Detroit for the Twins. And I think the Braves bats finally come to life. Give me uh, the Braves on the run line uh, over Washington in game one. Actually, I think they sweep this doubleheader. Braves on the run line, game one. Braves on the money line, game two. Braves sweep the double header. We finally get off the schneid today. I like the uh, 
I like the Nationals here at plus 160 against Max Freed. It's like the Braves just, I mean, if you can't score any runs, you can't win any baseball games. That's for sure. The team that scores the most runs wins. And uh, I would say that uh, that isn't going to happen. I also like the Indians here, minus two and a half. Who did you guys take? Because I didn't get it. Trying to I, I took the Pirates at plus one and a half against the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I took Detroit Tigers on the money line. Uh, and that's where I was at. How about you, Rod? Who did you take? I, I took the, the Braves on the run line, Detroit on the money line, and Braves on the money line in game two. Detroit on the money line? Yep. And who was the other one? Braves on the, on the run line in game one, Braves on the money line game two. It's only game one is what we went over. So, And you took Detroit? Too? I took Detroit, yep. All right, I like the Twins minus two and a half with uh, Maeda there. He's uh, huh. cold-blooded, man. The Twins the Twins generally own the Tigers, and Maeda is like absolutely owns the Tigers, too. I mean, they, ha- they couldn't hit him at all last season, so I seriously don't think they're going to hit him this season either. He's He, like I said, finished second in the Cy Young Award, .29 ERA in spring training. This guy's serious business. Matthew Boyd's last start was an aberration. It was it was kind of like a racehorse that like finishes last place every single time, and then all of a sudden he wins a race. You know, it doesn't mean he's going to win next time out. It normally goes back to form, uh, and I think that's what happens here. Unless it snows, because that seems to be his environment. In, if he he can win in a snowstorm, but uh, Tigers aren't playing bad baseball. No, they're not playing bad baseball. They're playing really good baseball. That game yesterday. I mean, they had every chance to blow that game, and they ended up winning the game, you know. But that was against the number five in, in the Twins' rotation, not the number one. And it's a, it's a little different story when you're facing the number one, who's not just the number one. He's got to be the most underrated pitcher in baseball, even though he's seeing a big price here. But, I mean, you guys don't even give him – but this is twice in a row you've given him zero credit for coming in second place in the Cy Young Award voting last year in a .29 ERA in spring training. I mean, this guy is the, is the goods. You know, this guy is the guy, man. He's the guy. He's done nothing to... I uh, think it's a one-run game. And, I, and he didn't uh, pitch well in his first outing. He, he basically had guys on base the whole time. Um, I think it's a two-and-a-half. I think this is like one of those 10-1 games, you know, for, uh, the, for the Twins. Is, is what it is. It's, this is one of those epic beatdowns. I've seen this matchup. I've watched this matchup last year. Same matchup. And I remember it well. It was ugly. And uh, this one's going to get ugly, too. That's okay. We have I think you might see an epic beatdown with the Braves and Nationals in the first game, but that 174 is just too high a price. Yeah. I am, Max, I, Max I, Reed's a stud. I do like the Nats there, for sure. We're polar opposite today. Yeah. Anyways, I, well, I just don't see the Braves have the Braves are the worst hitting team in baseball. It's not like we don't have any data to work with. We have the data that we have, and until the Braves start hitting, then we can jump on board. But they're not hitting, so it's like. But Eric I, Freed is a real. Is a, Fetty. Uh, Fetty Freed. Yeah, Max Freed is pitching for them. Max Freed is a stud, and uh, Fetty. Is Max a, Freed is oh. an overrated guy. He's like, oh, what, yes, he overrated. is. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, I is. like him. I think he's a stud. Seven innings a day he goes. He's like a big strikeout guy that lasts like four innings. By like the fifth inning, you got to get him out of there. It's like Snell is now, you know. It's like Snell gets into that fourth, fifth inning, man. It's like that's it. They pulled, they pulled the plug on him. Well, the Padres look like a real Padres look like a real sucker bet today. Ay ay ay. Yeah, but the the line is not even. It's not even. You know. There's not even the payback on that one. But anyways, we'll get into that one in a second. We got the Blue Jays and the Rangers. We got the Cubs and the Brewers. We got Nationals, Steven Strasburg, plus 142 in the second game here for the Nats. against the Braves. And we've got the uh, Dodgers and the A's and the Phillies-Mets. Love the Mets. What do you guys like, Brian? <laughs> um, boy. 
Uh, Oakland A's might be the best dog on the board today. I need to add one more premium. It might be Oakland. I mean, they, they took me to the cleaners yesterday. I, I lost at the plus one and a half. But, boy, that really looks like they're trying to sucker you in and taking the Dodgers today. And uh, Rangers, uh, I know they had one of the worst pitchers in baseball going today with Kyle Gibson. But, man, everybody's betting the Blue Jays. And I, I don't think the Blue Jays are worth a minus 195 on the road. I, I think they're... I think the play here is the, the Rangers on the money line. I think they get a shocker win. And then the Phillies, that's my square pick. I think Nola looked commanding in his first performance. I think Phillies bounced back. Their lineup was – they didn't have relief pitchers available yesterday. They didn't have lineup guys. And uh, they had a weak lineup and a crappy bullpen yesterday. I think the Phillies bounced back. Velasquez is awful. Velasquez. Vince Velasquez for the Phillies. Oh, yeah. It's awful yesterday. Well, he's been awful for quite some time. <laughs> Rod, how about you? Uh, for me, I'm going to I'm gonna fade the Dodgers. I'm going to take a shot with Oakland. Finally get their win. If we get a first win here, give me Oakland over the Dodgers. With uh, Bauer, eh, he didn't look so hot the first first time out here. Definitely gave up some runs. So uh, I'm, I'm going to take the Oakland A's. I think they got a good shot. Uh, I'm going to take the Jays, minus the two and a half. Uh, Kyle Gibson didn't even get out of the first inning. Yikes. Uh, Blue Jays are going to eat him alive today. Give me uh, the Blue Jays, minus the two and a half. And I know Kyle Kendris is at home, but I'm going to take the Brewers. He didn't look so good his first time out. Uh, I like the Brewers there today over the Cubs. And I'm going to I'm going to fade Nola today. I'm going to take the Mets. I think the Mets come out and uh, have a solid outing. I know Mets. I uh, Nola had a good uh, first outing in his opening day. Regress uh, a little. Give me uh, the Mets to get the win here in a low-scoring game. I'm going to take the Mets also. Fading Nola is usually a good idea for the most part throughout his career. Um, usually you pay way over for him, and uh, he doesn't usually deliver all that well. I know he doesn't have to face the number one this time, which he's used to doing. He always has good numbers, but, you know, when you're minus, you know, the big numbers that he is, you know, when you're 5-5 five and five like he was in, in, in last year, he's, you know, 12-7, and seven. You know, the one year he was 17 and 6, but outside of that, if you bet on Noel every single game, you're in the minus money. So, this is one of those things where you got to just either, you're either in or you're out. So, you got to kind of just either stick with it or, or, st- or stay out of it. But um, if you're going to play the game, then he's just an auto fade, which he is for me, as you know. Phillies have been, but the Phillies are actually playing a lot better baseball than we've seen in recent years because they've been an auto fade for me for, for the last few years. You know, it's one of the most overrated teams in baseball with the high expectations and the low delivery um, of, uh, of wins. Um, they've been pretty easy money because they've been favorites you know, a lot. They're kind of like how the Cubs have been you know, for the last 25, 30 years where they're favorites in a lot of games and don't win a lot of games, which is you know, great for us. And that Bryce Harper signing was just, I mean, it was money. It paid for my pool outside, which is really, I appreciate it. Um, but, uh, you know, so far, it has been a rough start to baseball for me. So, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to take the Mets, though, here in this one. I also like, um, I like the under in that Dodger-A's game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of runs in that one. I think it's at pitcher's ballpark to begin with, and then you got Bauer and Lizardo who, who don't give up much. So I'll just take the under there. I think it's just the easier play. I, I understand taking the shot at, here against Bauer because, you know, he's he's a guy that has, you know, he's the most efficient pitcher in all of baseball, right, when you look at the numbers. And he's the Cy Young Award winner in the National League last season, which I know these guys don't give a lot of credit to last year's performances. But... um 
the A's have done another team, like kind of like the Braves. It's like you have to score runs if you want to win a baseball game. I mean, normally, like if, say I'm watching a game and my team goes down one nothing. You know, I know a lot of people they panic, right? It's like I can't stand watching games with those people. They panic, and it's like, well, if my team doesn't score, my philosophy is if my team doesn't score one run, we're not going to win anyway. Right, so it's like I'm I'm not gonna panic over one run scored. It's like if we don't score a run, we're not gonna win this game. And so it really doesn't matter. And with the A's and the Braves, you you are seriously in danger of that happening. You know, it's like the Braves are what 29th in hitting in 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 here. What are the A's? And like, I mean, what are the A's in hitting? They stink. The A's are 29th in hitting in in offense now. I mean. 169 team batting average. I mean, yeah, they've played the Astros and now they play the Dodgers, but they have a 169 team batting average through 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 the uh, thing. They're also 29th in home runs. They're uh, 14th in strikeouts. This team stinks, man. They they. I love the A's, and we're gonna get good money on them later on. But they stink. And when you look at the Braves, I mean, look at their bats. The Braves are 30th in offense. They're batting 148. And it's like, normally, so this is the things to watch for in baseball and why generally I keep, you know, I can sit here and say that I don't have the data to work with for my style of handicapping, and I don't. Like, Brian's style of handicapping, he just looks at the odds and he sees the line movement, he kind of starts there, you know, and he has it, that's his style. And you, we, we know that, right, from watching the show, and he, he, he will say that, right? That he likes I just don't know how you could take the Dodgers. I mean, it's just Sorry, I'm not taking odds. the Dodgers. I'm not taking. I didn't the Dodgers. say you were. I'm just saying I don't know how you could take the Dodgers well, in this spot. Well, well, because you, you're up. You have the Cy Young Award winner against the 29th ranked offense in baseball. That that's how you take the Dodgers. You know, because if you just look at the game and you look at the numbers, you have the Cy Young Award winner, right? The guy who was the best pitcher the last time we had baseball, which was last season, up against a team that is batting 169. It's like, and aside from having the Cy Young Award winner, they've got the MVP, they're the World Series defending champions, and they have an all-star at every single position on the field. This is what's wrong with baseball. The Dodgers are everything that's wrong with baseball. Is All you have to do is look at the Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers, too. I don't like the whole idea of it. It's like, in baseball, because there's no salary cap, the big market teams, Los Angeles, New York, Boston, right, Chicago, these guys can buy the best players and just insert them at positions, right? Well, the small market teams, the Pirates, the Reds, you know, they can't compete. They're going to be good once every few years when they're able to build a team through the farm. That's the only way that they're going to be able to do it. Meanwhile, these other guys, if the Reds, I, I'm going to guess Mookie Betts makes more than the entire A's roster in a season. <laughs> no, I, I think it is. I'm going to guess that it is. I'm going to guess that it is. Um, you know, I'm going to guess Mookie Betts makes more in a season. I'm going to guess Trevor Bauer makes more in a season than the entire A's roster. I'm going to guess that those two guys combined make double what the entire A's team makes. And that's how you can take the Dodgers. Because baseball is not, it's not a level playing field like football or basketball. In basketball, it's like there's, so, there's a sal- it's somewhat of a salary cap at least. But in baseball, this is a joke. And this is why... It's, it's the least popular sport in America. It used to be America's pastime. It used to be the number one sport. And this is why it's the worst sport. Because they've taken the, competitive, the, the competition out of it. And you look at the teams that play generally in the World Series outside of last year when it was a bubble game, right? And it was like outside of everything. It's generally the teams in the playoffs are the five biggest TV markets. I mean, that's really what it is. Los Angeles, New York, Boston, Chicago, right? I mean, it, Philadelphia, the biggest TV markets. Bryce Harper makes more than, than, the, than probably half the Nationals team. I mean, they have Scherzer and Strasburg, so they have some big guys because they won the World Series, and they're not the smallest of the markets. But it's like, this is, this is the problem here, you know? This is, this is the issue. So it's like, how can someone bet on the Dodgers? That's why. Because they have an all-star at every single position. They have, two guys, they have several guys on their roster. They make more than the entire other team. Mookie Betts makes $22 million a year. The whole Oakland A's roster is $86 million Wow. For this, for this year. Really? 
Totally. The A's make yeah. 86 million. Who makes money on the A's? Who's making the money there? No way. Yeah, 86 million. In, no in way. That's no everything. way. Total payroll for the total payroll, which include injured reserve guys, retained no guys. Does it have it? Does it list? Who's the big money guys on the A's? There's no way. Well, let me go back. I was just looking at the Dodgers. The Dodgers are 247 million for right. their payroll, right? Right. And uh, Mookie Betts makes 22.5 million a year. Uh, let me just go back to the Oakland here. Oakland. Yeah, I see 72 million. So Oakland total payroll 86 million. The highest guy 72. on Oakland. It's 72. It, it was, and they, they pared down guys. Who's the highest-paid guy? Uh, the highest-paid guy, I have Elvis Andrews. Shortstop. That makes sense. $8.3 million. $8.3 million. And how many guys make more than $8.3 million on the Dodgers? Oh, I, just, I don't know, too many. Every single, <laughs> every, every single position. Oh, easily, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, Andre, Elvis Andres counts as $14 million. Piscotti makes 7.58. Mark Conha makes 6.92. This is, these are the prob- this is the problem with baseball right here. Mike Fires makes $3.5 million. I'll tell you, if I had a kid, if I had a kid, I'd teach him how to switch hit. Average glove. An average glove switch hitting second baseman is 9 to $10 million a year. It's like... You know, baseball is just—it's so whacked. And it's like, I mean, it is the least popular of all the sports. Anyways, Bauer makes the most. We always get the the, highest paid on the Dodgers. Of course he does. Of course he does. Thirty. Thirty-four. What does David Price make? Who doesn't even play? Sixteen million a year. Yeah, he doesn't even play. No. Yeah. Brian, that, that's how people can take the Dodgers right there. No, that's not me taking the Dodgers. I understand. They're gonna get they're gonna get beaten. I understand. I don't like know how people drunk. could take the Yankees run line yesterday, you know, and I Well know, that was an that was an obvious winner. <laughs> we got the Marlins and the Cardinals. You want to talk about low payrolls? <laughs> Marlins. Um or another one. You have uh Seattle against the White Sox, White Sox doing their Seattle thing. Justin Dunn, our guy is on the mound, though, against my team. So it's a tough one for me. We got the uh, Padres against the Giants. We got Jamison Talion at minus 190 for the Yankees. What? <laughs> There'll still be people taking the Yankees out there. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. And, uh Wow. And then you got the Rockies against the Diamondbacks. Brian, uh, oh, man. <sighs> Some good value games. I'm going to take Kevin Gausman. He pitched six and two-thirds innings, a strong ball for the Giants. Uh, Snell, what did he get? Four innings in for the Padres. That's another big square patty there, San Diego. I think Giants, extreme value. Also, John Means at plus 175. He had a really nice outing first time out. And James and Tyone. Is a, is a scrub from the Pirates. I, I don't know. I, there's a huge amount of juice here. I think the Orioles win this game outright. So take take the Orioles money line and the Giants money line. So those numbers that Rod said were actually including the, um, I believe including, no, because there's a competitive tax and stuff on it. So who'd yeah, you there's take? A luxury, there's a luxury tax or something. That yeah. You can... Well, the luxury tax in baseball. Who do you have, Brian? There's, that's how I they even the... it out. <laughs> it's like Baltimore <laughs> Orioles money line, and then the better of the two bets, I think it's the San Francisco Giants at plus one thirty-five over the Padres. Going with those orange and black teams, Rod. Halloween over at the Bittler House. I like the orange and black teams too. I'm gonna. I, I like the Giants. Give me the Giants as well over the Padres. And uh, I like the Orioles today. Means look really good his first time out. Win. And I, I, I 
Everybody's all humping on the, the, the Yankees run line today again, of course, because they seen it yesterday. <laughs> so uh, today's the day they burn their money. The, uh, the Orioles on the money line, I think they outright the Yankees today. And I'm going to take the Mariners. I think Seattle finally gets a win. Uh, the White Sox finally lose one on the road. Give me the Mariners in that one. Nice plus money. Who are you, who's the first one? Uh, Giants. Giants. Giants right. money line. All right. I got it. Orioles money line. Mariners money line. I like the under in Seattle with the uh, White Sox and our guy Justin Dunn, who was our my my guy last year. So uh, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna go with the under. I think Justin Dunn is like one of the more better values out there. Every time he takes the mound, I like the Marlins to bounce back against the Cards here with Lopez. I didn't like Flaherty last time out. I'm with you guys on the O's. Italians ridiculous at that price and uh john means look great in his start at fenway park i don't think the red sox ever want to play him again after that blake snell has become a four to five inning guy um and i don't know i don't understand what's up with him he must be injured or something because remember even in the world series even in the world series they took him out you know in the fourth inning he only made it four innings last time galsman is you know is galsman so I'd like the Giants there too. And then I like that over and course. <laughs> Eleven and a half with Madison Bumgarner. I was a Bumgarner guy, you know, when he was in San Francisco. He's a gamer, he's gritty, he's all those things that I like, you know, the guy that's kinda like he's overachiever, right? But the problem with overachievers when they get past their prime is that they don't have they don't have some of the tools that some of the other guys do. You start to see like the guys who are really like have all the tools and have everything and just aren't overachievers from hard work guys that really are, you know, are gifted, you know, um, you see them change, you know, as they get older, they develop different pitches and, you know, extend out their careers that way. Like Eckersley did like Dennis Eckersley did, you know, guys like that. Um, I don't think Bumgarner has that in him because he's too much of a, of a bulldog, right? Because it's like, he can't, go to his other stuff because he has to try and blow the fastball past you and it just it's not blowing past you anymore so he's getting hit and that's the problem with that one so I like the over um, at Coors sends a tell his batting practice to begin with right so you've got you know just a real if you're going to the to the game at Coors bring your gloves do yourself a favor you might get a souvenir there today Rockies are bad too. The Rockies are bad team, man. They're terrible. I've been watching them, and I'll tell you what, I put them on the. You know, I have the games when they run past a certain time. I you know they have they're relegated to the top TVs, and then I watch the you know the real programming like Temptation Island and stuff like that on the on the regular TV. So it's like I had to you know I had to sit there and watch that debacle. The Rockies last night. And as we go to the NHL, I don't, I don't know how my Mitchie Pucks picks did yesterday. I felt pretty good about him when I gave him out. I like the Islanders, right, was my pick. I like them on the puck line. Yeah, you took Islanders on the puck line. They only won by one. It was only a one nothing game. The Bruins I liked, right? They did. They won. Bruins won. Yep. And the Blackhawks were my other one, right? They won. Yep, and the Blackhawks won. So two and one. Yeah, two and one. Not bad, Mitchie Pucks. See if we can... Uh, Get it done today. Got just five games in the NHL. The Islanders had a couple shots at the empty net, and they just missed them. Los <laughs> Vegas thinks I need to wake up. I think that I think we need to. I think we need to do something about the show and move it to a to a totally different time. Maybe that. Maybe like an afternoon show or something. Because it's. You know, I mean, I think he's right. I do need to wake up. I think we should do it at four thirty a.m. your time. And um, then you can wake up to watch it. No, I think that would be good. But anyways, I'm with them though. I think we need to, I need to figure something out. Well, maybe you can have something that ran into the drive-thru, you know, that way people can well, Maybe you guys over. can do the morning show without me and I'll just do my own show in the afternoon. We can't do it without you. You're the you're the man. I don't think so. 
I think I'm. I, I would miss arguing with you. I know, but I think I'm bringing it down because <laughs> I'm just so tired. No. I think I am. I certainly feel that way. I thought you were just in a bad mood today. No, I'm just super tired, man. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm, you know, I'm going to get help. So I asked everyone else for help. A couple of people reached out to me. I had a couple other people that um, Carolyn knew that are gonna, that are going to help us. And then I, I was, I actually uh, reached out to our local university here to, to get some people to help us as well. So. We just got it. What happened is, you know, we became, we were one smaller company that became two big companies. And it's like, you know, kind of got blindsided because of that whole COVID thing. Because we had all those months of doing nothing. So it wasn't like we could use that time to prepare for everything that was going to happen. We just didn't, we didn't know it. So like, you know, my videos, the quality of my videos, the thumbnail quality has gone up, but I believe the quality of my actual videos has gone down. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get an editor and, take these things next level kind of i think that the idea for the for the videos i think for the live show doing them on the set here is great but i think for the videos where i used to just be standing out there and you know talking about the games is just a better format for the videos and then doing graphics you know with that kind of like what the other guys are doing either green screen it but not like you know being in a sports book with none of the tvs moving right you know i'm talking about like you know like a green screen with like the real graphics explaining what I'm talking about. So people can see this on their phone in microscopic fonts, right? Um, anyways, got uh, the Senators against the Oilers, the Maple Leafs against the Canadians, the Blues against the Golden Knights, the Smudges against the Avalanche, and the Kings against the Desert Dogs. Brian, any of these gems in a, what looks like a lousy nhl schedule um yeah montreal kind of wets my whistle a little bit at plus 136 i mean i think they're sitting at fourth in the north division and toronto uh fat and happy up there at number one montreal needs to start uh, uh banking points and I, I think they have an excellent chance to knock off toronto tonight and i, I like the value at plus 135 uh and that's about it no little hot diggity dog on the uh, on the smudges there with on the puck line. I think that would you know if you're going to play a puck line play that would for me that would be the wild plus the one and a half. But I'm yep. sure those odds are like minus one fifty or so. Oh, you got it. You got to You got to enjoy your time. Minus with one. Minus one fifty five. I like that's, it. That's... I like it. That's 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 going to be my Mitchie pucks play. <laughs> Smudges plus well, one. If, and a half. if you wanted a too good to be true puck line play, that would probably be the St. Louis Blues at plus one and a half at minus one eighty five. That's too good to be true. <laughs> I'm going to take the smudges. Rod, who do you like? I'm going to take the Oilers uh, over uh, the Senators. We're going to take them on the puck line. The Oilers are seven and zero in the last seven meetings versus Ottawa. Four and zero in the last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four and zero in the last four meetings in Ottawa. Uh, we're going to do the Oilers on the puck line in that one. Uh, I, I agree. Give me Montreal. Uh, their backup should be in uh, in that there. And I, I think he's the better goalie. Solid goalie. And this is a huge battle. This has been a original six rivalry. Uh, it's got one goal game written all over it. So Montreal plus the one and a half is, uh, is, is, is definitely solid. But I like Montreal on the money line. I think they win this outright. Uh, and uh, Vegas and the Blues, I'm going to take over. Uh, I think we see gold or plenty in that one. And Colorado and Minnesota, I agree. Give me, uh, I, I think that's a one-goal game, but I think Colorado wins it. And I'll go back with the Kings. I think the Kings uh, bounce back and get a win over the Desert Dogs. They lost the last game. Come back. The better goalie for the Kings will be starting uh, in this game. So give me the Kings of the bounce back. Over the desert dogs. I'm going to take the smudges plus the goal and a half. That's going to be my Mitchie Pucks top NHL play of the day. I like that one a lot. Plus the goal and a half. I think they have a chance to win the game. Uh, but like Rod said, it's probably Colorado is probably going to win one goal game. But I definitely like the one and a half with the smudges here. And uh, that's my top play. I also like Vegas a lot over uh, the Blues here. 
I think they're going to beat them up. Um, I think you could um, sort of maybe put a small puck line wager there because the Blues are just so bad on the puck line at home. But they've probably been favored in a bunch of those. So you got to be a little bit careful. It's more That's more of a play against the Blues puck line because Vegas overall on the puck line hasn't been great. But on the road, they've actually been a lot better on the puck line than they have been at home. So it's like a little bit sprinkle on the puck line for Vegas. But I like Vegas to, to win the game. You don't feel like that line is a, a basically uh, uh, lack of a better bet, word, a sucker line there? I'm not even looking at the line. I'm only looking at the numbers because it's a, it's a, it's a money line sport, unless it's like minus 200 or something, and it makes it unbettable. But at under, you know, here it's like, I mean. It looks like the Dodgers at minus 150. I mean, like. I like to sell my picks for less than 100 bucks each, so I like to stick to <laughs> odds that are bettable. You know, it's like if we're going to get into the minus 190s and minus 250s, then I could put that $100 price tag on my picks like everything. That's true. Like all yeah, the other guys right. do. But if I want to sell them at a reasonable price, I have to give people actually premium quality picks, which is ass backwards, but that's the way of the world in this industry, which is Blues ridiculous. on the puck line at home, 2 and 15. I, Yuck. I, I I didn't just I didn't just make that up, Rod. I I mean I no I stink at home. That's why that's why I like to order lots of goals. Goals are plenty. <laughs> goals goals and more goals. <laughs> so everyone says you know um, a lot of people still ragging on me about my Yankees fade yesterday, but I, that is how you make money in baseball. And I'm gonna stick with it. I do not care. You like that, but you don't like the Oakland A's at plus money. I mean, to me, that's a more legitimate shot at, you know, some nice plus money there. I just, I don't, I just don't like the bet. I like the idea of it. So if you bet the Yankees um, straight up, yeah, every, it's minus one fifty. If you bet the Yankees straight up every game this year, you've lost sixty-one bucks. Congratulations, you know they're three and two. Congratulations. You know, with a winning record, you're at minus money. Same thing with the Padres. Four and two. If you bet the Padres every single game, they're four and two. So there it is. They've won 66% of their games. You've lost three bucks. That's a tough way to make a living. To hit 66% of your bets and still lose money. That is impossible, man. You cannot make money like that. You, you just can't, you know. You can't do it. You can't do it. Meanwhile, the Orioles, if you bet the Orioles every single game, who I took yesterday in that, if you bet the Orioles every single game, they're three and two, so one game over 500, you're up 259 bucks. It's like, that's how you make money, right? So it's like, fine, I lost that one. I don't need to win that many when you're getting plus two and a half. You don't need to win that much. It's like, that's the whole beauty of it. That's the whole idea. It's like, if you pick a lot of dogs that pay off in baseball, you can, only, you can go 40% and make a really good profit. If you can bring that up to 50%, well, you can make life-changing money. And that's really all it is. And if you can get over 50% into that 58%, whoa, look out, you know. But if you go 58% and you're taking Dodgers, Yankees, and, uh, you know, Cubs and, and, and Padres, you're going to be in the poorhouse. Yep, it's all about you. Need to go, you need to go 80% on those. And those teams don't win 80% of their games. So you're in big trouble if you do that. I mean, let's look at some other teams with, with uh, you know, the Minnesota Twins, who, who Brian doesn't like for some reason, are 3-2, and two, but you still made 86 bucks on that. They're a small market, you know? It's like you look it's at... Brilliant. How are the Twins, even if they're three and two, most of the time they're laying juice because they're not they're the better team. Depending not against on who the playing. Brewers, they were pretty much even money in that series. So Yesterday Detroit's they were laying juice. Two. Detroit three and two, you're still up money, yeah. huge money. Yep. Oh yeah, because they've been a dog every time. Detroit at three and two, you've made two hundred twenty-five bucks. You know. Yeah. At Toronto, three and two, you've made two hundred bucks. You've made two to one on your money because they beat the Yankees. See, so that's 
that's this is how you make money in baseball. Three and two, Yankees down sixty-one bucks. That is a tough way to make a living. I'm telling you. Believe me. Trust me on this one. The White You're Sox. You're preaching to the choir. The White Sox, three and three. We're helping people out. Fifty-five bucks. All right, enough of this. Rod, what's your parlay? I'm going to go uh, all MLB parlay today. We're going to go free dog parlay. We're going to go Mets money line, Giants money line, Mariners money line. Parlay those three up. Brian? I'm going to go one better on Rod, a four dog parlay. I'm going to take the Montreal Canadiens on the money line, the Timberwolves on the money line, Oakland A's on the money line, and the Giants on the money line. Who's first? Montreal, Mon- Montreal Canadiens, uh-huh. the Minnesota Timberwolves on the money line, uh-huh. Oakland A's on the money line, and the San Francisco Giants on the money line. I'm going with the total. I'm going with the total parlay. I like the over in the uh, A's game. I mean the under in the A's game. Un- under in the White Sox game. And the over in the Rockies game. So two unders, the the A's, Dodgers under, the White Sox, Mariners under, and the over in the Rockies, Diamondbacks. So to recap everything here, Brian took the in NBA, Brian took the Timberwolves, the Celtics, the Hawks, the Pelicans, and the Thunder. These are all point spread. Rod took the Celtics under. He also the under in the Celtics Knicks game. He took the Knicks, the over in the Nets game, the under in the the under in the Grizzlies game. And then he, he leaned towards the Mavericks. He wavered. He leaned. He leaned back. He leaned out. He didn't. Did the hokey pokey. Turned himself around. And he said the Mavs are what it's all about. I just took the Jazz and the Hornets. I just went super light in the NBA. Then we went into baseball. Brian took the Pirates on the plus one and a half against Castillo. He also went to the Tigers, the A's, the Phillies, the Orioles, the Giants. Um, and uh, then... Rod took the Braves on the run line. He liked them in the first game. He said he liked them in the second game, but then when we got to the second game, he didn't take them again, but I think he does like them. Detroit money line. He took the A's, the Jays minus two and a half, the Brew Crew, the Mets, the Orioles, the Mariners, the Giants. Took all of those. I took the Nationals in the first game, the Metropolitans, the under in the A's game, the White Sox, Seattle under. I took the Miami Marlins to avoid the sweep. And the Orioles, the Giants, and the over an eleven and a half in the uh, in the in the Rockies game against the Diamondbacks. Then in pucks, Brian just went with the with the Montreal Canadiens. Rod went across the board. He took the Oilers on the puck line. The Canadians, Vegas, Colorado, and the Kings. I took um, I took the Mitchie pucks play was the smudges plus the goal and a half. And then I also like Vegas and Vegas on the puck line as a sprinkle play, just a sprinkle on Vegas puck line, not a full play. Then for the parlays, Brian took a four-team money line parlay, the Montreal Canadiens, the Timberwolves, the A's, and the San Francisco Giants. Rod took the Mets, the Giants, and the Mariners. And I took the under in the A's Dodgers, the under in the White Sox Mariners, and the over in the... The Rockies Diamondbacks (laughs) recapped it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Have a great day. I like doing the recap. We're going to try to act more professional tomorrow.